What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn, and this, this is the NWA, a podcast celebrating the past, present, future, the history, legacy, tradition of one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time. You know I'm talking about the National Wrestling Alliance, and today I've got another special interview should have got this up sooner, meant to have it up by this morning, and uh, it just didn't work out. I actually recorded this interview on Halloween, as you'll hear in the discussion, but today we're welcoming on the one, the only, absolute, stroke daddy, Ricky Starks. Ricky is a really awesome guy, didn't know a lot about him, tried to do a lot of research, I actually found some stuff he didn't even expect to be out there, so you'll hear that too. But if you come away from this interview and you don't like Ricky a lot more, then I don't know what to do for you. Ricky is a really, really cool guy, and he doesn't usually do podcast interviews. Again, something we'll discuss, and uh, appreciate him taking the time to do this. You know, he kind of just made his debut on the national scene in, in sort of a way. I mean, he was at NWA 70, but now he is a regular feature on NWA Power, which airs Tuesday nights at 6.05, if you did not already know. And then Adam Rotella and I host This is the NWA Live at 7.05 every Tuesday night after NWA Power, also on YouTube. So be sure to check that out. Anyway, it was really cool to get Ricky Starks to agree to this interview, seeing as how we're all just getting to know him, I thought that maybe we just want to have a conversation with him and you guys would want to know a little bit more about who Ricky Starks is as a person. And turns out he's a lot of what you see. We haven't really gotten to hear him talk that much yet, so this may be your first experience. Hearing Ricky sit down and discuss who he is and what he's about I think that uh, coming away from it, there's just a lot to like about Ricky, but he is also his own guy, and he's very clear about he doesn't care if you like him or not. Admirable, I guess you could say, would be the word for that. Anyway, we do appreciate Ricky, and if you like this interview, again, we had trouble with the Skype thing, so we did this over phone. Phone never has the audio that I really wish it had. I haven't heard any complaints over the Tim Storm one, and so hopefully you guys are down with this. Obviously, I'd love to talk to people in person and have audio quality like this, but is what it is. I'm just learning, and you guys are being super patient. So as always, grateful for all of you who listen. If you like this interview, please let us know. Let Ricky know, especially since... He doesn't normally do this kind of thing. And then maybe we can come back and have him on and we'll all have more questions for him that he'll be willing to answer. I tried to keep it short and sweet for him since I wanted this experience for him to also be really good. So it might be, it might seem a little shorter than, well, obviously everything shorter than all this interview. But anyway, enough of me rambling. Let's get to the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, Ricky Starks. Halloween, dude. I'm sure you're busy. I know you all over the place. Yeah, it's been a hectic day, but you know, it's all good now. What was Ricky Starks doing on Halloween, man? I saw on social media like Thunder Rosa's kids dressed up as you. That's kind of awesome. You dress up, you go out, what do you do? Well, tonight I'm not. I don't think I'm going to go out tonight, but I'm going to go get a haircut 
And then pretty much is just hanging out because I have a show tomorrow, so I'm not really trying to do much right now. But yeah, usually I don't. Halloween's just whatever to me, you know. I don't make a. I don't really make a big spectacle out of it unless I'm going out or uh, unless if I'm not going out, then it's just another holiday. Well, see, <laughs> but you're from you're from like New Orleans, right? So right. Like my wife and I, uh, we've been married a few years now, but we got married in October and we went down to. New Orleans for Halloween, and then now we just try to keep going back there. But Halloween seems like a big deal there, so I wasn't sure if it was like a thing for you or not. The locals don't really give a shit about it, to be honest with you. Uh, but it. it's good for people who come out of town to to experience it because there are some cool things that just the ghost tours, you know, things like that that are really cool that people yeah. enjoy. They're not just people from out of town, but the locals too. But to hype it up, it's better for them that way. So you're not you're not there anymore, are you? You went over to like Texas, I think I saw, and then up to St. Louis. Is that where you're at now? Yeah, so I live in I live in Austin now. And oh, uh, you're back in Austin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had St. Louis for like a year, and then moved back to Austin because I wanted to just Austin was just better for me uh, for a bunch of reasons. But for the most part, St. Louis was cool. It did its job in wrestling and whatnot as far as getting exposure out there. But Austin is just a better place for me, and honestly, I just, whatever, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make myself happy, so I moved back, and yeah, I've been digging it so far. So are your family still, like, in New Orleans and stuff, or like, do you just No, they, they live in another part of the, the country. They live over on the West Coast now, uh, Vegas, actually, and so they moved there, I want to say, six years ago? Six, yes, about six years ago. They just like it up there since the, the housing market's a little bit cheaper and job opportunities were a little bit better. Yeah, you know all about the housing market. I saw something where you were talking about being a real estate agent or something one time, or you said you were going to do it for, like, a job thing or something you were doing. How the hell? Where did you see that? Hey, man, I do my homework, dude. Well, I, I'm curious. No, really, I am. I'm, I'm curious to see because when I was when I was younger, um, I did look into being a realtor. You know, when school asks you, like, oh, what do you want to be? And I had to pick a, a career um, for a project, and I was you know, a realtor. So I'm very curious to how you found that out, man. How did you? How did you? No, um, it was on a, um, I promise I'm not being creepy. I was uh, listening to an interview with you did like three years ago on some other show or something. Like on the one. Yeah. You, you just mentioned. That's great. <laughs> it, well, it's just, it's so funny to me because I'm like, what the hell? But that, that goes to show you, you know, people who do their, their work can pull out some really great factoids. Yeah. Uh, so I was about to say, it wasn't recent because I don't do podcasts. I actually... Refuse to do podcasts and things like that. So. Well, I was yeah, I was gonna bring that up eventually. I uh, I was watching a video just a little bit ago. I was just hanging out uh, when our times got moved around, and I saw like a thing on Twitch with uh, you and ACH, <laughs> and you were like, uh, I think the quote was, "Nobody listens to y'all's podcast." Well, at least he's doing this one, I guess. <laughs> if I if I said it, I meant it. No, I just honestly, man, and I get people are going to have their own opinion about it. And it's like not a knock on anyone. Don't get me wrong, right? But yeah. to me, I don't like doing podcasts because it's usually, first of the podcast is like people ask me the stupidest, like I'm I get so tired of someone asking me, so what, what got you into wrestling or 
you know, what, uh, what's your favorite wrestler? It's the same questions. And so at a certain point, it's like, okay, if I did that on one podcast and answer those questions, and if you did the research, you have already answered the whole thing. So technically, you wouldn't even need me to answer your questions, you know what I'm saying, for, you know, for that person's podcast. So it's just like I just don't like it because it's never fun. It's never, like, that interesting to me. And usually, just to be straight up with people, and I know people get pissed off, it's like, no one's listening to this. You average three users out of the whole month. No one is listening to my podcast, you know, the podcast. So it's that. And then when I tell guys, like, hey, I don't want to do it because, like, oh, you know, uh, do you want to get on my podcast? It's great exposure, this and that. I go, no, thank you. It's okay. And they go, wow. (laughs) You don't want to get exposure. I guess you just want to stay some indie schmuck, right? I was like, well, bro, if you really want me to get into it, I could with you. But, you know, I'm trying to be the bigger person here and be nice about it and tell you no thank you. So, Yeah, I don't I don't get the idea of somebody being a dick about it like that. I mean, I totally get what you're saying. But, you know, we first got connected to uh, all this. And uh, and, I, and I'll I'll tell you like I told him. I mean, we're we're recording, but I mean, I don't care. I, I, I want the I want the thing to be conversational. I just think people want to know who who you are as a person, you know. And and I told him I was like, I'm not gonna ask you like I don't I don't want to dig up the same old stuff that you get asked up over and over and over <laughs> right. again. I get it. Like I just I just wanted to have a conversation, and and we've got more than three listeners. I swear to God, Ricky. So we, the internet well, no, that- really good to us. They've that uh, wasn't that wasn't a knock on you. I was just I was just <laughs> saying. Obviously, this is this is the first and and really, you know, this is the first podcast that I'm doing just because I've met you. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give it a shot. You know what I'm saying? I'll give it a go because the guys seem really into what they're doing already. They know their shit. But yeah, for for other times where people are just like, hey, I got this great opportunity for you. I got a podcast on SoundCloud, and I go and I look, and it's like three episodes and out of the average for those three episodes is maybe like 10 people listening. I go, uh, no, nah, I'm okay, not really helping man. you. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm okay. And then they just, it ends up them being so mad at me because I declined them and goes, wow, that's, that is the, that's awesome. That's so great that people just get mad at me because I don't want to do their little, their podcast. Yeah. That seems shitty. Like I, I tried to be, I don't know. When I talk to somebody like you, I try to be like real humble about it. Like, hey man, you're doing doing me a favor, and I, and I ain't gonna hate because I mean now I get to feel like I got an exclusive. I got Ricky Starks on here, and he doesn't do podcasts. So. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> so <we> right, <laughs> right. That that's all it is. That people people perceive it to be whatever it is, and you know at the end of the day, it doesn't really bother me. And I I would I would hope that someone appreciates that I'm just blunt about him. It. Like I don't want to do it because I just don't see any value in it. And they should just take that and go, okay, that's cool. They didn't want to do it. That's fine. I'm not going to, you know, hate on him for not wanting to do it. It's your prerogative, man. You're the one managing your career, so you got to do what you think is best for you. Exactly. And if I don't find it to be interesting to me and, and, you know, worth my my salt, then I don't have to do it. I'm glad that we got this hooked up. This is the second interview that I've done since being with NWA. Um, The first one wasn't a podcast. The first one was a yesterday actually i did an interview with fightful.com so that one was man that one was good that was just like a conversation just like we're having right now and he wanted to ask me about my life and he didn't ask me the same old so was it that that sean ross yeah yeah Yeah, it wasn't sean at 
it wasn't Sean that that interviewed me. It was Jeremy. Jeremy was awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he seems cool too. I, I just know him through social media, but that's about it. I, I do want to ask you this though, because since we're kind of kind of on the subject, this is not about you getting into wrestling, so don't worry, I'm not going to do that to you. But um, but I am curious because I know you 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 went from like New Orleans and you went to Texas for for wrestling. You went up to St. Louis. Now you're backing off. I mean. When I talked to, like, Aldis and, and Tim Storm and those guys, you know, like, Storm's at one part of his career. Aldis is probably, like, at the peak of his right now. And you're kind of you, – you've been doing this for a long time, but, I mean, a lot of people would consider you, like, right still at the start of it. Yeah. And, uh, what makes you – what do you think made you different that you just – you know, a lot of people don't just – we joked about the real estate thing. You, you decided pretty early on you were going to be a wrestler, and you just went and did it. I don't, I'm always just curious with people. Like, some people just – sit on their hands and don't do anything or just accept the way things are and they don't jump in that. What do you think is different that made Ricky Starks just like, I'm doing this and just go do it? I mean, I, I've always had a philosophy of if I don't like something, I'm going to change it. I have that power to do it. That's how I've been since I was little. There's things that I didn't like or there's things that I wanted. I just went out and got it for myself. I didn't like waiting for things to happen. I don't like to just wait around and like, well, you know, it'll happen eventually. It's like, no, I, I go out and I get these things because that's just that's just in my nature to do so. I think a lot of times I don't get people that come up to me and go, hey, I'm trying to get into wrestling and, you know, I'm thinking about starting training next month or next year. And my question is always like, well, why are you going to wait until that long? He's like, well, I just want to, you know, make sure I got things. I want to make sure I'm ready. I'm like, well. No one's ever ready. No one's ever ready to get signed. No one's ever ready to start wrestling. No one's ever ready to have their first match or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I, I just have the philosophy of why wait? I'm very impatient sometimes. And so I just do it. If I said I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I said I was going to tell my mom I was going to be a wrestler when I was like seven or eight. And I did it. I just ended up doing it because I said I was. There's a lot of people that you'll find that they sit on the pot, and that's it. And to me, shit or get off, basically. <laughs> that's point blank. So <clears throat> I try to surround myself around the same people because there's one thing I cannot stand. It's a do-nothing person. And I tell my friends, it's like, don't come and complain to me about a situation that you can have, you, you have the power to change. And if I'm offering you, solutions to it and you choose not to do it, don't keep complaining to me about it. So that's a little bit off subject, but yeah, you know, for the most part I I just I just go out there and, and get it, man. I have an idea and I pull the trigger on it a hundred and ten percent. It's funny how paths come together because, I mean, people don't know. Like, they just seem like, – like, has, have things changed for you since NWA's come on, I guess? Since, you know, because this is a lot of times – people are first seeing you, right? Or or has it seemed any different to you? Yeah, this is this is a, a first of, of getting more exposure as far as the, the NWA stuff. And since being on the NWA, I've gotten more people and more fans uh, in that regard. And, you know, it's cool to be – recognized for, they'll say, the promo, right, or the certain matches or the vignettes that I, I produced and, and put out there. So it's cool to have that. Nothing's changed, like, drastically for me, though. That's, you know, that's going to come down the line. But for the most part, it's been a very positive as far as the exposure goes. The, the reason I, I didn't want to just assume, but, I mean, 
you doing what you've been doing, I think you've been wrestling since, like, what, like 2012 or something like that? So yeah, 2011. Hey, I, I try to get that changed on the website, but I don't know what to talk to about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't get them all. But, yeah, man, so, like, you know, you've already you've already done your thing. You've, you've, you've wrestled a who's who. I mean, like, a lot of guys that people are seeing now on AEW and, and, and a lot of people. Yeah, a lot WWE. of people don't even... I was about to say, a lot of people don't even know you've been on WWE. Like had you've, matches uh, on there. Had matches on Raw and SmackDown and main event. I had matches on NXT, you know. Yeah, see, that's, that's kind of cool. You, like, kind of pulled yourself together. So it's kind of neat, like, to see NWA, who seems like it's kind of this grassroots DIY stuff, and you've been kind of doing the same thing because you got all those videos out there. I mean, it almost feels like a silly question to ask you what brought those videos on, but like you said, you produced them yourself. I don't think it's too silly because there's, like, a million wrestlers out there and ain't everybody making videos well that's it came to a point where i did a trial for wab and it, nothing happened right they told me no and I, that really that really messed with me a bit because i had did so well there in the promo aspect of it and to not get signed and, and i had it built had built up in my head you know it's like this is it and i'm putting everything in one basket so i was at a point where i didn't know what to do next I had nothing of any type of, like, I went to England for three months, right? And then I was like, okay, well, what do I do when I get back? I'm tired of just spinning my wheels, essentially. And so I said, well, if no one wants to book me because I'm not able to be athletically gifted as a lot of my counterparts in this industry to make that splash that way, then I'll make a splash in another way, and that is through, you know, aesthetics. So I came up with the idea to make a video that was more of, like, an aesthetically pleasing lookbook for a wrestler. So you would look at him, and then you would see him dressed in these things, and you go, okay, well, I'm going to give my assessment on what this guy is about or, you know, what he is. The other part of that was I'm just, I'm going to get myself over. If no one wants to book me, if no one wants to, to put me on the show or read my, my messages or my emails or things like that, then fuck it. I'm going to just post a video and have it be outlandish with no context. And then you just decide what it's about and go from there, you know? I did that for for that main reason. And also, too, it's, it's very creative. I have these ideas and I never do anything with them. And I remember waking up one day and I was like, if whatever idea I get, I'm going to make it come to life. That is the, the promise I, I keep to myself. And like I was saying early, earlier, whatever I say I'm going to do, I do it. That is the bond that I've created with myself that I hold myself to. And so I, I made one video and then posted it. It got a good response. And then I was like, okay, well, the next video, I want to get X amount of views. And it just kind of went from there. I like that, man. It's, that's a good message for people out there because that's, you know, kind of what, we were trying to do with the podcast too, just like uh, screw it, we're just going to start doing it, and we'll see what happens. And then, you know, you guys and Dave Lagana and everybody's been like really good to us, and we've had a lot of people reach out to us. It's been kind of cool. So it's, it's I, I like seeing other people have that kind of success. It's, it's kind of neat just hearing you have success when you motivate yourself to get out there and just start doing something, you know? Yeah, and it's like if if no one is behind you, if no one's supporting it, then. All right, screw it. I'm still I'm still gonna keep doing it because <clears throat> at the end of the day, I find joy. I find joy in it. 
So to me, a, a gift to people isn't just like a, you know, here's a box with a bow tie on. A gift is basically whatever one feels and perceives your, your art to be. That's what art is. Art is just a gift. Art is not just a painting that I give you and you go, oh, cool. Art is whatever I give to you that has some type of emotional, profound effect on it. So, I mean, you, you were talking about you getting yourself over. I mean, I even think, like, your first match on NWA Power was kind of that way, too. I think when you first walked out there, there were a lot of people that didn't know for sure what to think of Ricky Starks. Or they weren't, you know, are we supposed to love him? Are we supposed to hate him? Like, what's, you know, what, what's his story? Yeah. And, uh, but then, I don't know, man, I think by the time... You know, that match was awesome, you and Trevor Murdoch, and then you get the win, you go to the podium, and you cut your, your promo there. And I think people started to get on board after that promo. Like, I think that promo, like, lit them up a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't know if it felt that way for you or not. It was very interesting because the, the studio concept is awkward in itself, just right off the bat. It's not something that I'm used to. So walking out there, I, I did feel like, you know, I was like, oh, this is so just weird. But then, you know, <clears throat> I can't help. For who's ever listening to this, it is entirely up to you on how you want to feel, right? Uh, and what I mean by that is I'm not – I can't tell you that you need to hate me or you need to love me. That's not up for me to decide. And I think a lot of people are so conditioned to that that they need to be told, well, that we're, what is his moral standing with us? And it goes, well, you decide because I'm going to tell you right now, there's people – that have talked shit to other people in the most ruthless manner, but they were so entertaining and funny that I like them. Even though they're doing something, you know, not nice to someone, something about them I could find so endearing. And, and I, you know, I, I like them from that aspect. So when I came out there and did it, I was like, I already know how this is going to be. I have a great feeling that people are going to be like, we don't know. We want to, but he looks kind of like an asshole, but he's like... <laughs> You know, it's kind of cool. And then I did the promo, and the promo was 100% me. There is no scripts with that. I just went up there and did it. And my idea behind it was you decide if you like it or not. If you think I'm a little shit, then okay, then that's fine. That's perfect. But if you like me, then that's cool. If you don't, that's cool too. I'm not about to sit up here and tell you, oh, I'm just confused by him. I don't know what to think. Well, maybe maybe that's the issue, you know? Maybe the issue is you just, you're expecting something that is not there. And so, you know, you, you won't find that with me. I, it takes a while to get used to my personality. Some people can get it right off the bat. Some people got to warm up to it. And some people just don't like it at all. I was going to say, usually I don't talk to the people who don't care for my sense of humor or my personality because I, I don't need to waste energy on that. It's kind of the opposite. I like how some wrestling fans look at wrestling now too. They like want to know what to expect, or they think they know, and so you gotta you keep people kind of off balance if that makes sense. Right. Like with, yeah. So what was it like? Like when you 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 grew up like a WWF guy like me, I think. Yeah. yeah so I, what think, was I didn't like, really watch WCW. Yeah. So what was it like for you seeing that studio the first time? Like, what did you think of all that? Like, I know you said you thought it was going to be weird, but like just walking in there that first time and seeing the setup. So when I walked in there initially, I was like, this is pretty cool because you got to keep in mind, I, I had done some type of studio wrestling before with uh, Dojo Pro, and then I did the you know, CWF from Hollywood. So 
Uh, I was used to it in that sense. <clears throat> Keep in mind, though, that I didn't grow up watching the NWA Studio shows. Uh, I really didn't even start watching that until after the fact. As far as, you know, once I got into wrestling and started to study a bit. So that stuff was all just new to me. And people would come up to me and ask me about certain shows that they would watch. And I go, honestly, I have no clue because I wasn't around. I wasn't even born when that stuff was on. Obviously, the good thing about history is I can go back and and rewatch. And I do enjoy stuff from like Mid-South and Mid-Atlantic and things like that. But yeah, it just, it was very weird, the first match. But then... You get this swing of it, and you go, okay, this isn't so bad. No theme music. Oh, that's fine. The people don't know who I am at first. That's cool. Boom, I get at least to to talk on the microphone, and I can easily sway whoever I want in whatever, you know, form or fashion. Yeah, I like that about you, man. You got, like, this, uh, like like I was saying, too, like, you you have this way of, like, putting people off. Like, you, uh, well, in the most recent episode, as we record this, the uh, Aaron Stevens thing, like, it was cool seeing you guys interact because there, there's something about just the, you can tell that it's not, you know, I don't want to, I'm trying to think of a better way to say this so it doesn't seem like I'm trying to be, like, too behind the curtain, like I'm the one involved in it. But it was almost even awkward. Like, he didn't know how to how to handle you, and then you're doing your thing. And uh, but, but part of that's, like, what's exciting about the show to me, you know, just, like, with uh right before you give him the slap, like just that interaction you guys had. Yeah, and I think that's really what genuine human interaction is about. <clears throat> it's not knowing how someone's going to react. Um, I can tell you for, for sure that I don't even know what I'm going to say or do. I just go out there and I just react on how I feel. That person just has to react off of me or vice versa. Did, um, what, is that environment like the, I mean, you don't have to get into too much detail with, like, the people, but, like, I mean, is that backstage, like, a lot similar to, like, more of an indie thing for you, or was it just, like, a completely different thing than you've experienced before? You know, the thing with uh, with indie shows, it's, I can tell you, I haven't, I haven't felt that type of energy at an indie show in a very long time. It's very positive. There's a lot going on there. But everyone is very upbeat and ready to go, and they all have some type of input to give that's positive and also constructive. To me, that backstage area, I can't compare it to anything. It's very awesome to see. And then, you know, you got to realize I'm selling people on myself at the same time I'm selling people in the back as well. There's people who never heard of me. There's people who are we're just like fans. They go, I don't know what to expect from him. Uh, and yeah. so I get to the back and... and they're like, wow, okay, that's funny. I, I like him. He has some type of spunk and personality to him. So, yeah, it, it's cool to see, to to be around other people who are as uplifting and eager and positive as you are. One of those people is uh, Nick Aldis. And every time I've seen him, uh, when I talked to him a few weeks ago, and, and I've seen him on interviews and just everywhere, every time he talks about you, he, like, lights up talking about Ricky Starks and he calls you his draft pick. Um <laughs> like what he seems to have like a lot of faith in in you as being a star and that sort of thing. What's your what's your relationship with Nick Aldis or what's that like? So Nick is man, I'm trying to remember the first time I met Nick. Like officially, officially. The actually now I remember the first time I met Nick was at NWA seventy. And Nick is so supportive. It's very refreshing to to have someone who 
like for for all intents and purposes, you look at me and you look at Nick, and you would think that oh, those two wouldn't get along, or you know, those two are polar opposites. Right. But uh, what most people don't realize is Nick has somewhat of the same personality and in humor, excuse me, as as I do. So it's awesome to have someone in my corner like that who is rooting for me and who is genuinely trying to help me. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can't thank him enough. I love him to death, you know, but a lot of people um a lot of people need someone like Nick in their life. Someone to just be their own their their cheerleader and be like, Yo, you're good. I don't get why no one hasn't seen this yet. I see it. I see it a hundred percent of what you can do, what you're capable of, where you're gonna go. And maybe that's due to the fact that Nick was in a similar situation when he was first starting up and he didn't have maybe he didn't have that person there to to really rally behind him. I don't know. What I what I do know and what I do care about is the fact that he's a supportive guy that gets me, does not judge me for anything different, doesn't judge me for being like, well, you're not as tall as me or you're not as big as me, you know. He doesn't give a shit about that when it comes to me. So I appreciate that to the utmost. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's cool you say that. It's, you know, hearing him talk, yeah, I guess his situation, he could have gone like a completely different direction and been really, really negative. But you're right, maybe he's just trying to be the person he wished would have been around at his yeah. time. Yeah, and the thing about Nick, too, is like he he gets it, man. He really does. A lot of people will, will give some type of stereotype to him based off how he dressed or how he looks or things like that. What you got to realize is that he's very creative. And I think you can always spot another creative person, right? And I feel like you can always spot someone who has the same drive and ambition. It can really do a lot. And I think that's where he's at. Uh, but yeah, I, I never actually fully asked him how the start of his career happened, but I can just only assume based off of how he treats me. He, he goes into it a little bit in the interview we had with him, and uh, yeah, I, I think you're right, man. I, I think you you got him pegged pretty well, Ricky. I got to ask you this one thing, and I almost hate to do it because I feel like it's going to be something cliche, but mm-hmm. you got to talk to me about Stroke Daddy because I get absolute. That, that makes sense. But Stroke Daddy, like, man, I was trying to. I, I mean, I love it, but I was trying to go like online, and like, I'm apparently too lame. And then I get an Urban Dictionary, and that takes me down a rabbit hole. <laughs> like, all right, where does Stroke Daddy come from for Ricky Stark? I, man, everyone will ask me that, and sometimes I get, I get frustrated because, like, damn, why can't somebody just have a nickname? You know, why does it have to have a, a meaning or whatnot? There's right. Like people from the south, like they get named like. Shuggy or, you know, just weird stuff. And I've never thought about, like, oh, what does that nickname mean? Can you tell me what the nickname means? That's just so, a, that's the world we live in, I think. Yeah, so I, I'm going to tell you this. The nickname, there there is no meaning that I can even begin to give, right? Just right. It's just a nickname. It sounds cool. It matches me. It means I have a great golfing game. It means I'm popular with the ladies. There's, there's a like a, a bunch of stuff I could say, but in the end, it, it really means whatever you think it means. I know it's yeah. like a BS answer to give, but no, no, I like it, man. That's that's all you got to say. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's almost like I said at the beginning. It's almost a BS question to have to ask, but it's just like you know. I feel like I'll get uh, railed on online or something. If somebody's like, I can't believe you didn't ask him about Stroke Daddy. Because it's like this. If you had to describe me and you go, oh, that's Stroke Daddy Ricky Stark, someone's going to ask you what does that mean. 
and yeah. you're gonna have to give your own interpretation. Well, I guess it means like he's like cool and he's like a playboy and you know this and that. Some people are like, oh, stroke. I get it. It's a sexual term, like when you right. stroke when you stroke someone. Like, oh, I get it. Or it's like, oh, you mean like stroke, stroke? It's I get it so often, and I think at this point I'm just like, y'all, y'all tell me what it means because you know I don't know. And then that's you. Like it seems like you just. You just do your thing and let everybody else figure it out. But you even said earlier, too, I was thinking about this when you were talking about uh, walking out the first time. And you're like, people are going to look at me and they're going to see my clothes and say, oh, this guy looks like an asshole. What what makes you decide on that? Is that like your style anyway? And you just know some people perceive it that way? Or are you trying to like do it to, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you trying to elicit a response by it? Or are you just, that's just you and you don't care? On, on, yeah, on the contrary, actually. Uh, I don't know if you you seem, if you saw how I dressed the second day, and actually on the first day, too, I have my own style. I really, I wear stuff that I like. Most people like, uh, most people will assume, like, oh, he's very feminine, and he wears clothes that are, like, very feminine or outlandish, or they're a little bit too tight and things like that. And it's just really, I like it. I like the jacket I got. I like the colors I wear. I like the the boots. I have crocodile boots with gold trim on it. Nobody's doing that like me. Nobody is dressing nice like me and putting together color palettes. I'm, I'm designing my shirts with that idea. I'm designing my shirts with the idea of, hey, we need soft cotton. We don't need that, that BS gilding stuff that feels like you're wearing a 10-pound vest. It's me in its purest form, right? Right. Um, love fashion. I love dealing with that stuff. I love looking good. I love smelling good. I love doing all those things. And I, I really don't give a shit if someone thinks, um, oh, he's wearing a turtleneck. He's trying to be like The Rock. Let me tell you something. Turtlenecks were popping before The Rock ever wore that shit with the fanny pack, okay? <laughs> Turtlenecks are still popping right now. I could wear a, a turtleneck with some shorts and, and some boat shoes and still look great. So it's like... <laughs> I I do stuff that I want to do, and if you perceive it to be, not you, but, like, if anyone perceives it to be, oh, he's this or he's that, that's on you. I can't, hey, I'm not going to control that. I don't, I don't care either way. Because at the end of the day, I know how many women I've had sex with, okay? I know how much money is in my bank account. I know what kind of clothes I got and the type of, of colognes I have stored up in my cabinet. So, you know, I it really doesn't bother, it does not bother me, but that is me. That's my personality, and that's what I like. I'm not going to knock someone else, though, who doesn't try to match up to that, you know what I'm saying? No, man, it's, it's cool, you know, it's back to that thing, and, like, you, you're talking about you and all this being tight, and then, you know, he's got, like, a very, like, serious, you know, like, the what you expect, like, the, the Ric Flair kind of suits and tie kind of thing, and right. then you got this, like, whole other style yourself but it's almost like kind of giving that same vibe just in a different way if that makes sense i, I dress i dressed black well, i could dress down you know given the chance if you can find it there's a picture of me all this in storm when we went to um this uh magic castle in la and you can see how i'm dressed compared to everyone else and be like oh okay uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's stuff like that and i'm gonna tell you this it's not lost on me the audience that i'm wrestling for I can pretty much gauge 
what their initial thoughts are on me. You know, do you get where I'm going with that? Yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I just want I just want to be sure because trust me, I know the I know the audience that NWA is catering to and bringing in. Trust me, I know the age group. And I can already see the opinions on it about it, and they may not say it online, but behind closed door, I can I can pretty much nail it as far as what they say, what they think of me. If you well, get what that I'm saying, even is, yeah, I do, brothers. And that's not even just in your clothes, but you you walk a line anyway. I think for that kind of audience, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, a like, fine that's line. The whole thing, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's cool though. I I like that. I like that. Uh, poking at him kind of thing just uh yeah everybody's kind of like what what is this dude's deal like right so, yeah <laughs> it's funny uh, to me i i find i find humor in that because if you if, you know you talk to me in real life i'll just crack jokes on whoever i want and i don't mean anything by it i'm just that's just how in new orleans we show like oh you you part of us if i crack jokes if i don't crack jokes on you then i really don't care about you but I'm going to ask you this. You don't have to, I mean, again, like you don't, you don't have to speak on it, but it's, it's just curious. It just popped in my mind since we're kind of stepping around this subject a little bit or similar stuff. ACH seems like your boy, and uh, he's Jordan Miles for people who don't know over in uh, NXT now, but you, you've seen all his stuff going on here lately. you have any thoughts on that? Uh not really. Uh, it's just, you know, people have their, people have their opinions on things that they feel are very important to them. And he feels yeah. that's very important to him. And he has a platform. And he has all right to, to go on that platform and say what he wants. It's no different than, you know, Joe Schmo coming on, on the platform and, and having to run down a, a wrestler, a promotion. And it's like, okay, that's that's the freedom we have in this world. So why not exercise it? It's kind of crazy to me, Ashley. Like, I was seeing it all blow up on on social media and everything, and I'm like, man, why are people getting so fired up about him having an opinion? You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it, it seems like it's, if he feels a way, he feels a way, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. Anyway. this, and I'm going to say this, just on this part, but everyone has their own experience about something, and it is not for you or for him, you know, to agree with that experience, because that experience is only for you. You could sit up here and tell me, you could say a sentence, and how I, I experience that and how I interpret that is going to be totally different than the next person next to me. What we can't do <clears throat> is invalidate those experiences. Uh, I wouldn't do it to you, and I would hope no one does it to me, right? Right. And so I think moving forward, this, here's what's lost today, empathy. We have no more empathy we have eliminated empathy through social media, and it's a very sad thing because if we had a little bit more empathy, I think we could empathize with people's experience. So, okay, you got a different experience from me. Why is that? Educate me. Ah, I see why you find that to be bad, or I see why you find that to be good. Yeah, when it comes to social media, we just excuse that for whatever reason and say, nah, I have a platform. This is what I'm saying. This is to be true. If you don't like it, you're X, Y, and Z. And it goes, that's not how it actually works in real life. So, No, I'm I'm 100% with you. That's something I keep, I don't know, I try to stay out of all the political stuff and all that on uh, social media, but I always feel like that's absolutely one of the big things missing is, is empathy. Ricky, 
it, it is making me respect you more and more the more stuff I hear you say. That's 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 awesome, dude. Since <laughs> I'm just going down this rabbit hole here real quick, like, do you think that's with wrestling? You were talking about like the audience that the NWA draws. So there's guys like, and I'm and I'm not asking you to give an opinion on this person, but so there's the kind of fans that the NWA can draw, and then there's guys that. NWA has like Jim Cornette. It's very polarizing to some people, uh, for better or worse, or whether or not you think he should be. But he's there, and there's the style of wrestling that what well, you you see. I mean, he goes back and forth on like the AEW guys and that sort of thing. And then the fans they they go crazy with like what they think should be there or not. Like I mean, if we're talking about like comedy wrestling or uh, intergender wrestling and all of that stuff. Do you have an opinion on that? Do you, like, I know you've done some intergender matches and that sort of thing. Are you just more of a whatever works, works? Is, is that kind of your philosophy? For sure. I, I have done intergender matches, and I have done comedy matches. I have, I have pulled my ass out in matches, and I don't find anything wrong with that. At the same token, I think the way my mom makes gumbo is, is the right way and you you can't come and tell me how to make gumbo because like well no that's not how my mom makes it that's not how she taught me and i'm gonna stick to that so it's like there's different people who like to stick to those uh philosophies or those recipes because that's all they've known and they they've seen it work and that's what they think everyone else should at least you know look into i really don't have an opinion on the whole intergender thing and you know wrestling has to be this way wrestling has to be that way because at the end of the day, it is supposed to be entertainment. And however I'm supposed to entertain you, I'm going to do it in the way that I see fit. I'm sure people gave uh, Weird Al Yankovic the same type of issues when he was putting out music. But at the end of the day, it was still music. And he still won awards for them. And he still was on the billboard, I'm assuming. I don't know that if you want to fact check me for everyone's watching that, go ahead. But it sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good in this argument right now. No, no, man. He he's but, got plenty of awards. He's doing all right. Right. So it's like you know, to me, it's just whatever. There's some stuff that I don't care for in wrestling. There are some tropes in wrestling right now today that you can see on TV that I absolutely hate, and I don't care to watch it. But here's the, the difference, and this is not to, to single out anyone, but for me, I don't say anything because do I really care that much to try to change wrestling? I really don't. I really don't care enough to to go on and try to get everyone to follow my lead and say, hey, we need to stop doing this or we need to, we need to stop doing that. If I don't like it, I just don't like it, and I just don't pay any attention to it. I will say this too, by the way, before I forget, Ricky Starks.bigcartel.com. You do have like some of the freshest merch stuff. They they have been designed by me. They are hand picked as far as you know what shirts I wanted on stuff like that. So thank you for that. Yeah, I check it out. I got pins. I got shirts. I got eight by tens. You won't be disappointed in it. Well, hey, Ricky, I'm not going to hold you up anymore. You got to get a a new haircut and all that stuff. I appreciate you taking the time. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, this this is cool. Really getting to to talk to you, man. I I appreciate you uh, lending your perspective on some of this. Let me give you one more softball question, and then I'll I'll, I'll be out. Like, is there somebody in the NWA right now you're looking forward to meeting up with? You know, you're basically undefeated one on one, so like you can start to get your pick of the litter. 
You know, actually, looking at James Storms for sure. James Storm is, is, is the number one guy at the top of my head. I'm gonna just I'm gonna leave it at James Storm for now. I'm not gonna overload everyone. I'm gonna pick one, and that's gonna be the one that I pick. Well, Ricky, again, thank you so much for your time, man. I, I really do appreciate you uh, breaking your no podcast rule for us today. <laughs> of course, I appreciate right. the, the time taken out. All right, you have a good one, Ricky.